in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. We're back on the air, Holly. We are. This is episode fifty-five、Woo. of the Two White Chicks in China. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So,、uh, shall I jump jump straight in? Please do. All right. So we've got a review from、yes. Mandy, and Mandy is up there in as one of our super fans. Super fans. Yeah. And she says that the title of the review is just "Love" with about five exclamation marks. Oh. Cool.、Uh, she says, "Awesome podcast. Super informative. Funny. Interesting. Keep it up, girls. Need a third white chick." <laughs> Winky face. Is she here?、Uh, she. She's not in Shenzhen.、Right? She isn't, but she did、um, actually, because we've had quite a few like messages and like correspondence from Mandy, and she is thinking about coming to China.、Mm. Uh, and she's actually she also provides us with a question for today, so you'll find out more like a bit more about her in the question. Cool. Yeah.、Uh, so we've got some comments, which is all, they're always nice. So our comment comes from Jeff, and Jeff says, "This is from our Facebook page, by the way. So you can go over there to facebook.com/twoeyechicks and give us a a like. That'll be all. That'll be nice." <laughs> and he says, "Enjoying the podcast more and more. So much improvement since episode one. Unlike the Star Wars saga. <laughs> oh my! I like the reference. Um, and yeah, he's definitely right. We have." Really improved since episode one. Yeah, it's fun to go back and listen. I can't. I can't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've also got another comment from Steve. 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 Double. Double. Yeah. Double first.、Name. Steve squared. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "Love the pod." Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. So he's he's quite funny. A funny comment, right? This was in our、uh, like if you leave a message on the.、Um, Like just the Facebook page, it's not on any of our like articles or anything.、Uh, this comes from Dave, and he says, <laughs> "There are brief moments when the podcast is interesting, but I think he's gotten confused because I don't think you do this."、Uh, Nora's giggling is a distraction. Oh, do you giggle so much? I, don't I need、know. to go back and listen. Now I feel very hyperly、I've, aware of well, it. Well, I mean, honestly, you know why? Why do we do we need to be so serious? Should we just cut out all the giggling? And just be boring. No, I'm just gonna ignore that. Actually, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <If you laughs> Thanks want, for the feedback. Yeah, exactly.、Mike. If you want a, a, a you know, straight list podcast, you're at the wrong place. <laughs> it's、funny. good getting. It's good getting constructive criticism, though. Yeah, but I didn't、I'll、want. I'll take it. I didn't want to leave it out because it's there, and I thought I'm not gonna comment on on the Facebook page. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna say it out loud because it's a funny comment. Yeah, indeed. And we're gonna giggle more in this episode <laughs> than ever before.、Yep. So prepare yourself. Yep. Because this is a great topic, by the way, coming up. <laughs> okay, so he's a news post.、Um, uh, so here's the title:、uh, Wife calls cop on cheating husband. Police discover thirty-seven smuggled monkeys inside their apartment. Oh, what? So usually, like, I mean, I try and keep our the news posts. Slightly light-hearted, and I do not want to imply by any stretch of the imagination that smuggling monkeys or anything is light-hearted. 
I mean, these are li like these are living creatures, of course. I I usually try and pick something that's just so ridiculous and a you know only in China type mm. situation. Uh, it because it's just often ridiculous that these things actually happen. Uh, so an angry wife uh, believes that her husband is um, is messing about with other women, and he comes home and he basically she calls the police. Uh, and says that he's high on drugs and that he's brought a mistress home with him. Hmm. So the police arrive in the early hours of the morning. This is in Guangxi province, by the way. I don't know if that makes any difference. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he the, the husband threatens the police with a knife. And the police can't find it. Like, he is high, but there's no sign of any mistress or anything like particularly weird. Apart from they start, like, they realise there's this funky smell in the apartment. Mm. So they start to look around. And they discover in the room that the, the, there are uh, 37 monkeys in cages. Oh, alive. Yeah. One carcass found. 37. 37, yeah. And they're like the small, like small I'm not sure on the variety, but they're quite small. You can go and see this article. I'll link to, link to the article on our episode 55 page. Um, but that yeah, they're in like cages and some you know I saw there are pictures and they're kind of looking a bit sad. I'm sure. Um, Jeez, I had a friend who had four cats and I thought yeah, there were enough, cats right? everywhere all over the apartment, but I can't. Thirty seven. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Um. So basically, um, they discovered that the husband smuggled quite a lot of different things. They found like notebooks. And um, notebooks, uh, oh, like notebooks, records, like of... records of his like smuggling activities. Okay. Uh, and they questioned the husband, and he claimed he had no idea where the monkeys came from. <laughs> yeah, that'll stand up in court. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you um, who are probably wondering, like, what the heck does he want these monkeys for? Um, these like endangered monkeys, which these ones are apparently. I feel like every monkey, monkey is yeah, endangered. They should, yeah, they should be. Yeah. Sure. Uh, these are a prized commodity in China because they are used for medicine, um, accessories, medical testing, uh, airspace security. Not sure exactly what that means. And busking. Oh, what wait, is that? busking. So we have that word to mean um, in the UK. So you don't, you guys don't use it in the US. I'm not familiar. Okay, so if. That someone like plays a guitar or some instrument, and they go out on the streets. And busking oh. is where you just play in the street, and people give you money. Okay. So I guess when they use this word in relation to monkeys, they mean that the monkey will like do some kind of trick. I've definitely seen people walking around in Shenzhen. Like there's a, yeah. there's one guy in particular that I've seen walking around with a monkey. With a monkey, I've with seen a metal chain around its neck. Oh. Yeah, and oh. I've been to zoos where they, I've unfortunately had to witness monkeys doing uh, cycling on bike. You know, that, like, mm. real, I mean, it's like old school, something that we, I mean, let's not hide the fact that our, like, other countries have also done this, including our own, but not now. Yeah. Uh, well, sad. I mean, <laughs> we're dealing with a population that's still, Still, there's a lot of poverty here. Even though uh, the the cities in China, the top tier cities in China, are very affluent, and you have millionaires, billionaires walking around everywhere. Um, still, have to remember that there's a lot of China is still impoverished, and so 
human rights are are getting better and better, but animal rights pretty far behind. Yeah, for sure. But I'm sure it'll. I hope. <laughs> I hope it'll improve mm. as the society progresses here. Yeah. So there's a last comment on this article that says uh, activists are hoping that because this year is the year of the monkey, that uh, people will become more aware about, you know, the end like these endangered species of, of monkey. But I almost feel like it will become it will go the other way, right? Because in previous years, like the year of the um, like the dragon and that kind of thing, they eat they eat snakes. Like you see, snake snakes become more pre- like more frequent in restaurants. Mm. So I almost feel like would they eat the monkey? Are they going to be doing more things with the monkeys? Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely heard that in Guangdong province they do eat. Monkey. I mean, I've heard some actually horrific ways that they eat the oh, monkeys, really? even when like they're still alive and stuff like that. They, oh. Yeah, I don't want to say it. It's too graphic I think, to I think put I on the air, but yeah, I think I know. It's with the monkey brain. Anyway, yeah, it's making me gag just thinking about it. It's, yeah, um, but I will say that although we discover more and more of these atrocious acts towards animals in China, that I also see more and more. Um, groups out there that are trying to stop the consumption, mostly it's consumption of endangered species. So awareness, at least I get the feeling that awareness is becoming uh, more important for, you know, parents to teach their kids about respecting the environment and the wildlife around them. But there's kind of this, it's, it's like the, the, the wealthy people in China are mostly all recently wealthy, so in the past, having access to exotic animals for food was such a luxury, yeah, so luxury, it's like yeah, you get this absolutely. clash between everybody's got money now, so they want to show their status by ha- serving these kind of dishes, mm. and then the awareness is also starting to come through. So you've got this some people who are conscious of it and some people who are just oblivious to it so it's kind of a weird juxtaposition so awareness is increasing but also the the median income is also increasing so it's i don't know i i have a feeling that currently the consumers of these animals are beating out the, yeah. the those who are for the conservation of these animals Definitely. unfortunately i don't think there's enough education around this kind of area is there? right well i think china has a lot of things to worry about and this is kind of a secondary <laughs> thing mm, yeah. which is really unfortunate because a lot of these i mean there are tons of creatures that have gone extinct here so oh, yeah. many. Yeah, didn't we? I remember. Oh, it was a long time ago now, and we. I think we talked about, um, like wildlife going, like seeing wildlife in China. Mm-hmm. And I think I found a statistic which was like, I don't know, maybe it was you, and it was like fifty percent of China's like species have already gone, like something. It, it was a huge me. percentage, even more than fifty, I think. I mean, pretty much all their rivers, lakes, everything's all polluted. Yep. So, I listened to an interesting podcast. I think it was on NPR about um, birds, like how birds are a really good indicator of mm-hmm. the environment. Like, 
watching bird patterns and counting the number of birds is a really easy way to tell the health of the environment. Yeah. And apparently there are several species of birds who come who migrate from Russia to China uh, every year, and they only they're only able to breed in one particular spot, and that's on the Yellow River. Right. And the Yellow River has just, I mean, all but disappeared. Like, the natural mm-hmm. parts are all but disappeared. They're just constantly building around it and stuff, yeah. and so it's killing... It's killing off this several populations of these birds. So it's really sad. Yeah. It not only affects the animals in inside of China, but those in the surrounding countries. There are even birds that come from um, Alaska that fly over the Pacific Ocean, oh, and wow. and I guess apparently migrate. Like, it cr- sounds crazy, but it's affecting it globally. <laughs> We're talking about globally. But what what I'm wondering about with this particular article is what about the wife? Didn't she know this was going on? Didn't she realize the risk she was running by inviting the police to she, come to her house? I she mean, mu- she must have. Maybe, maybe this was a case of she knew they were there. She was really like angry with the husband, and so maybe she did it knowing that the husband would get caught. Because mm. I guess he's gonna. I, I mean, I assume he'll go to prison or. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they make examples of them, and the punishment is really harsh, mm-hmm. and sometimes it seems to just get swept under the rug, but yeah. that's China. I, I'm, I'll try and keep tabs on the article, mm-hmm. see if anything comes out of it. And what about the neighbors? I mean, don't monkeys make a lot of noise? You would have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it says... Let me see where they were. It's in a, They're in a city, so you would assume it was... Yeah, they had neighbors. Like, the, I don't think they were in such a rural area. And how did they get mm. them in? And I guess they just smuggle them out at night or something like that. But how do you I not notice that there's like this monkey business going on? Yeah. See what well, I did like there? Exactly, I did. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first sentence in this is uh, the angry wife believed her husband was monkeying around. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, they got it in there too. Nice one. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's definitely an interesting article, Holly. Mm-hmm. Yep, like to keep it no. weird. Yeah, keep it weird. <laughs> sure. Well, continuing on that weird conversation, uh, let's let's listen to our uh, our question. Okay. So our question comes from Mandy from the USA, and uh, yeah, she gave us our question via SpeakPipe, so you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail to leave us a question, if you fancy it. Hey Holly and Nora, Mandy here from Los Angeles again, and I'm leaving you a message because I'm very curious to hear your stories about renting a foreigner. I was listening to episode 18 the other day, and you guys had touched on it for a minute, and I wanted to know if you could elaborate a bit. Um, I'd love to hear some stories and also whether you guys recommend this to be a good way to make some extra money or is it a bit too iffy? I know some people have gotten into some weird situations. Um, I thought this might be something that I would like to do when I get to China just to make some extra money because I'm super pale and very blonde. Hashtag little Holly. And then I heard about some not so so good situations people have gotten into. Um, So I thought maybe this wouldn't be the greatest idea. Anyways, I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, Love the show. Love you guys. Bye. Ooh, 
this is an interesting one. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if you remember many, many moons ago. <laughs> I actually mentioned something. I guess that's what, what Mandy's referring to. It was just a, a news article about um, an estate agent or an, an agency who had hired foreigners to um, persuade Chinese people to buy apartments in a ghost city. Mm-hmm. And these ghost cities are quite common now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where it came from. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, pri- I mean, I, I didn't know a whole lot about renting a foreigner before Mandy's question. Mm-hmm. Did you? I've heard about it. And, I mean, I think on some scale we've all experienced it because we've all benefited from the white fate. I mean, those of us who are here who are white, we are all aware <laughs> that we are... <laughs> I was going to say for better or worse. I don't know if it's for better at all, but um, <laughs> for better for us, I guess. But uh, basically, we get, we, we're more valued in the society for having a white face than, especially than black people. Because that's, yeah. that's really obvious, the, mm-hmm. the difference between a white American and a black American or a white British person and a black British person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really, really obvious yeah. here. I don't think that, I think, I don't think in China, people understand that like if they see a white face they think of certain countries when they see a black face they automatically assume that they're from like africa or somewhere like yeah. that they they can't i mean there seems to be like this inability to re- to understand that they're from America, like they could possibly from be from the usa like it's weird yeah right <laughs> yeah. as an example yeah yes Craziness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on some level, I mean, I, I even I feel like I've experienced it a bit. Um, just because you know you get approached on the street from time to time, people saying, "Oh, could you be a model for us?" Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Because they want, they just want your face on a billboard to yep. make their company seem more international. Absolutely. Uh, and I've done a tra- I did a trade show once. Okay. So I did like yes stood by a booth not wearing a little skimpy dress or anything but (laughs) in a business suit and handing out flyers but I didn't know what the product was I mean it was all in Chinese I didn't know what the product was and I didn't know I didn't talk to anybody Mm -hmm. you just smiled I just smiled and it definitely attracted a lot of attention yeah which is was probably the longest day of my life I really hated it I hated it so much (laughs) yeah but it was a decent amount of cash, mm-hmm. so... And at that time, I was between jobs, so it was really a necessary move for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never... I don't think, off the top of my head, unless I've pushed it to the back of my mind, I don't think I've done, a, like, a a white monkey job, and... Uh, <laughs> it's all about monkeys today. <laughs> and being paid for it, but I, I, I would definitely say that I've been... Um, part of something where uh, a, ch- a group of Chinese people wanted my white face, and I was paired it with alcohol. Oh, because I, I, when now I've thought about it, I would still put that in the same kind of category as this. Yeah, uh, I've often been invited to a table, like if I was out, invited to a table to sit with a group of Chinese. It's usually men. I mean, yeah. they're not. It's not like 
creepy or anything. They just want to genuinely just want to have a drink with you. Yep. And it's cool if you're a white girl to sit at that table. Yeah, it just raise, elevates their status. Yep. But yeah, it's it's funny because there's no really there's no you think like oh they just want to have sex with you right like that's you know you wouldn't accept so. free drinks in the west without assuming that yeah, there was some strings something. attached yeah, exactly exactly but the strings in china are just the your presence mm-hmm. of being there i've never because i've done that quite a bit especially when i first came to china and i was going out a lot yeah because you just get sucked into it you're in the yeah, club sure. and if you're walking around at some point somebody just like pulls you over and yeah. is like have a drink with us here drink more and it's like okay they're drinking all this fine champagne it's like well do i want to go over to the bar and pay 100 rmb or should i just sit here for a bit and get my buzz on and then move on yeah well exactly <laughs> but i've never once had anybody like do anything shady like stick no. their hand on your knee no, or like never. do anything like really Mm-mm. like obviously suggestive so no, no <laughs> and pretty when, good kick yeah and often when like you say you've had a drink like you you have a few drinks with them and be like okay now it's time to go and i've never had any issues with Mm-mm. it it's like okay like thank you yep, bye bye yeah it's... we've already done our job yeah just being there which is nuts um but they're not usually very interested in you i mean they're just they just it's not like oh they want to know about you no, and not like <laughs> make a friend with you and stuff they just want the status so you're using them they're using you <laughs> yeah well that's it I, yeah yeah, for sure. I've heard about these, like, um, rent a boyfriend. We've talked a little bit before about how we know that Chinese parents put a lot of pressure on their kids to get married and have children by a certain age. Yes. And so you can... Did, was there some on Taobao? I remember you could buy a wife on Taobao, the Vietnamese wives. But yeah. I wasn't sure if this was a service that existed on Taobao to rent a girlfriend or boyfriend, but maybe it's not on Taobao, I'm but sure. you there are definitely people who rent themselves out mm-hmm. to be pretend to be someone's girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. And this also exists for foreigners too. Mm-hmm. So uh, a Chinese guy or gal would hire a Western boyfriend or girlfriend to mm-hmm. take home? Yeah. Hmm. Especially during the holidays. So you just take them home and then, again, there's no funny business going on. I mean, it's a funny... I mean, obviously the whole thing is one big scam, but but there's nothing necessarily sexual going on between... Between the couple, it's just they pretend to be together. together. So do you think... Because I'm seeing... Like, I'm wondering in my head, is it to, like, impress the parents? Like, oh, look, mom, dad, I've got a Western boyfriend slash girlfriend. Or I I imagine to some parents that would be, like, like, what the heck? Like, you go and, <laughs> go and find a more appropriate Chinese boyfriend slash girlfriend. You are not marrying a yeah, foreign... Yeah, Chinese foreign... parents are not crazy about foreigners. <laughs> like, they, I mean, yeah. dating their children. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the time... Western boyfriends and girlfriends are not gonna are not gonna comply with a lot of the standard Chinese standards of marriage, I guess. Mm-hmm. And filial filial piety, like mm. the grandparents want to live with the kids after they're married forever and ever and ever, and the kids take care of them. <laughs> well, some foreigners would not be willing to take care Definitely of Chinese not. mom and dad. Mm-hmm. 
like living in the same house. It's yeah. usually it's a relatively small apartment. So, so yeah, it, it makes sense why there would be some some friction between the parties. Yeah, maybe it's also a way. Maybe because if the parents were pressuring them to find a boyfriend or girlfriend and then they bring home a foreigner, right. maybe the parents would be like, oops, well, yeah, should yeah, have done, shouldn't exactly. have done that. Yeah. I almost like, I almost think for some people who do that, it would be like giving the finger to the parents. Yeah. Like, this is what happens if you force me to get married <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. For sure. There is a bit of that, like in Chinese culture, I feel like a little bit of, I don't know if it's like bitterness like with that the the wife with the the husband almost mm. like i'm gonna like screw you like i'm gonna screw you over kind of situation mm. that I've, i find it's quite prevalent <laughs> i don't know it's well it's like uh so in the west i feel like we can we're more rash about our arguments i mean like we don't necessarily think as much before we start an argument or fight Oh, yeah. Because it's between two people, and you have a problem with somebody, then you say it to them, right. and you just deal with it. Yeah. But in China, it's like, if you have a problem with somebody, you have to consider all the factors. Like, is this person related to somebody who is going to cause a problem for me later? Like, it's all connected, like this yeah. one big web. It's often premeditated. Pre pre right, right. So I feel like they have to, they, they don't react so abrupt like so quickly mm -hmm. they just they they like plot these almost like plot these revenge plans more because yeah. they have to be just more careful about what they about mm -hmm. how they handle all their relations yeah just based on the nature of the society yeah and when they do <laughs> if they do act like impulsively then crazy things happen mm -hmm. like the wife cuts the husband's bits off and all those things yeah we, that happens a in the west too yeah yeah, crazies sure. everywhere. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So are these kind of like? Do you know any uh, like? Are these um, hiring a Western boyfriend girlfriend? Are they like expensive kind of things? Um, and how do you become the hired boyfriend slash girlfriend? I think probably there are agencies for that, or mm -hmm. it's just like through a friend. I don't know. I mean, they're probably relatively good. I mean, for Chinese standards, it's really good salary. Um, but I I saw that a lot of these gigs, it's like a thousand renminbi a day, so it's like a hundred and sixty dollars yeah. a day. So it's not mm -hmm. like crazy money. But if you're not it's doing decent. anything, I mean, yeah, it's definitely decent. But it's not steady or anything. It's not like you can do this every single day. Right. It's right. just not steady. Um, and it's probably emotionally exhausting because it's just really awkward. With that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> And probably pretty boring if you don't understand any Chinese. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Like, if you go and you don't speak any Chinese. Just, like, sitting there, like, a, what? Yeah, you're just like eye candy. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, this is a funny quote I found. I'll put, I'll send you a couple links to put on in the show notes mm. from articles that I found of people who have more experience doing this. And one of them said... Um, the agency might advise, so if you're an, if you're a Chinese company and you want to rent a foreigner for business purposes, because that's another thing entirely, is also like just mm -hmm. renting foreigners to wander around at um, mm -hmm. gatherings like meetings or uh, social events, just just to, uh, 
give the appearance of being an internationally uh, driven company. Yeah. Then, but if you if you want to do this, but you can't afford a white person, then the agency might advise you to choose a black person who, and I quote, are very open, have very open personalities, and are quite cheap. So they assume I've I've mm. I've actually heard Chinese people saying this like really overtly, like, "Oh, you black people, you're." great entertainers you know or you're really good at oh, sports wow. they make these blanket statements that are just i mean it's just so obviously racist yeah uh yeah i mean i think stereotypes are really common here aren't oh they? yeah even with those like i mean we've talked about people thinking about us i mean not are you you've i don't know if i've had it or not but i definitely have been told i'm like people have said oh she's russian right uh, I guess because of the hair, but they yeah they just assume it's just based on stereotypes. It's all based yeah. on stereotypes. I mean, it? at the end of the day, we all have obviously we classify. There's no way to say like oh, you can't talk about anybody like right. you can't talk about any other culture without making generalizations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we do it all the time on the show, and yeah, we just it. like preface it by saying we're talking generally about our experiences here, but mm-hmm. obviously there are exceptions to the yeah, rule. But then those exceptions only prove the rule anyways. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just seeing what we're seeing, but it might it might also sound racist to people out there listening to it. But in China, it's just so blatant that it's shocking. Like, yeah, it's I just agree. really shocking. Like, oh, ch- you know, just choose a black. Like, if you want somebody who's lively, just choose a black person. <laughs> assuming that they all have Lively the same personality. Cheap. Lively, cheap. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. They'll entertain you. <laughs> oh, but tis the nature oh, of well. Chinese society yeah. at this day and age. Yeah, so f- following on from that, having like um, a, wh- a white person hired to um, yeah, make a company look more international or whatever... Uh, so when I, when I was like doing some research, I came across a website which was promoting, um, actually this is like a, a documentary that's been at the Sundance Film Festival. Oh yeah. Called Dream Empire, which unfortunately I haven't managed to watch, um, but I would really like to because it sounds really interesting and it's made by a guy called David Bernstein, um, and basically he was in China doing uh, being rented oh uh for like 10 years 10 years yeah so he's got a lot of experience and uh i i just want to preface it if you get, find this uh this documentary i don't think it's gonna put rent in, rent rent a foreigner at, in any positive way whatsoever what's so the name of it again it's called dream empire dream empire yeah so mandy kind of asked about is it viewed negatively this this documentary from the sounds of things will do that mm. it's not going to make it sound in any way appealing at all <laughs> um but on this page um the 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 it's um it's an interview with him but the the page also have a, a short video it's only about 15 minutes and it's it's called rent a white guy um <laughs> And did you watch it all the way through? I, no, I didn't. I didn't. I watched bits of it. Uh, so the bit that I watched was about a guy, a white guy, who was hired 
um, at to go to a, a doctor's conference in Beijing. Oh. And according to the like narrator, he said for the whole day. These were professional doctors that had been at the conference the whole day, and throughout the day there'd been other like Chinese doctors who had done less like speaking, and the room had maybe been half full. People weren't interested playing the phones,、mm-hmm. and then this white guy comes onto the stage onto the stage to do his presentation. The room is full. Oh man! It turns out this guy isn't even a doctor. <laughs> He has been hired to talk in in English,、um, and all of his information. Came from a Wikipedia page. Oh wow! So that's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, I think this is an official like a doctor's conference. This guy is meant to be, I don't know, educating these other doctors about some. I, I'm, I can't remember exactly what the topic was. Almost dangerous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think so, right? It's. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it certainly could be. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, but that that little fifteen minute.、Uh, if you don't, if you can't find that Dream Empire documentary,、um, I definitely recommend watching this Rent a White Guy fifteen minute thing because it's、nice. really informative. Nice. Yeah, yeah I found a uh, another um, account of somebody called PT Black. Okay. Who is also has done some of these gigs before,、mm-hmm. and I found a couple of quotes that I thought were really interesting、okay. from his articles. And、cool. he said, "Arranging Westerners at a company event gives a strong signal to all that the company is active internationally. This is important in dealings with the local government, who support the company with tax breaks and infrastructure investment. So that's one angle、oh. that I hadn't thought about. That actually, if the company looks has a status of being." More international, whatever that means. The government, the local government, will be more likely、huh. to give them tax breaks and、oh. help them with infrastructure. So it's, I mean, it's a. There are strong reasons behind doing this. I mean, if you don't, if you have to pay a couple hundred bucks to have somebody just stand around to get, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably an in infrastructure investment. Then it's definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Wow. <laughs> And another、um, aspect of this whole business that I hadn't thought about that he said was the presumed ignorance of Lao Wai. So Lao Wai is a word for foreigner in Chinese. So the presumed ignorance of Lao Wai provides a convenient cover under which social rules can be bent. Bragging about the cost of rare or rarity of banquet delicacies would be unpleasantly boastful in a purely Chinese setting, but it's perfectly acceptable under the guise of educating a foreigner.、Oh. So they use it to like bend the social rules so that they they can be bragging about oh you oh, know、wow. the monkey brains that they're eating that are oh so very expensive. They're they're they overtly saying it loudly to. Under the guise of explaining right, right. to the foreigner, foreigner, yes, I get it. But they're just using it as a chance to brag about, you know, how excellent their the spread is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Gosh, that just makes you think. Like, imagine. I don't know. I mean, thinking about thinking, preparing something like that's the so much detail has gone into that. Like,、mm-hmm. we're gonna hire a foreigner just purely for this function, like.、Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, well, I think、I'm, it's I mean, pretty common. I mean, in first tier cities, in second tier cities, I think it's not really that common anymore. 
people are used to this yes, kind of yeah, thing. And yeah, a lot yeah. of the time you'll just see a foreigner because they're just around. Yeah, sure. So, um, but in the third tier and the fourth tier cities, that's where this industry is still I, alive and kicking. Yeah. That I also, when I was reading about this documentary, that's what I also came across. And it makes a lot of sense because I, I personally, uh, don't know, I mean, I don't know anyone here that's a, let's call them a renter foreigner. Like, I, I don't, um, I've been, yeah, I've been, I mean, who, who the heck would want me to do any kind of modeling video or anything like that? It <laughs> sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, and so that they do exist here, but not, I don't think as much as in these, like, yeah, third tier cities. I think they actually have quite a few Russian modeling agencies here. Yes. With actually professional models who come. That's it. And it's a more legitimate... Well, I don't want to say it's really a more legitimate business, because usually it's like modeling by day, and the other dancer by night, let's just say. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So that business is also pretty shady, but at least it's more like a... it's, It's upfront what they're doing. Um, cause a lot of these, I've, I read quite a few accounts where the company just usually ends up scamming the foreigner too. Um, so a lot of times like this, just one of the articles that we'll link to, the guy said he was promised a thousand RMB, but in the end they just gave him like a bunch of quote unquote expensive teas to compensate, which were worth more than, ooh. apparently worth more than what he was promised. It's like, Shit. okay, yeah, right. You just dug that out of your basement and, you know, foreigners are a really easy mm. target, especially Americans. We're just notoriously naive and trusting, and so it's really easy to take advantage of yeah. us in a place like China. Well, I spent $3 on a banana my first day in China. $3, ooh. one banana. <laughs> Yeah, I just assumed, oh, you know, they gave me the fair price, and I didn't convert it in my head, and I just realized I spent $3 on a friggin' banana. <laughs> Most expensive was banana. It <laughs> no, it wasn't even that good. So, yeah, That's we're definitely true. easy targets. Um, So, one thing, going, uh, you mentioned, we mentioned about the, like, modeling, which is sort of semi-legit, let's say. Mm-hmm. The foreign bands and musicians that's also quite a, a popular thick popular like activity for foreigners to to like to be involved in mm-hmm. and most of the time the foreigners who do that are like they can actually play instruments but i think a lot of the time it's it's the same situation they're they're hired because they're foreign faces and they're often um singing in English or, or even Spanish is really popular now, Spanish yeah. music. Yeah. Um, but I still kind of put that in the same category as, like, renting a foreigner. And I hope if anyone's out there who's listening to this, like, don't, I hope you're not offended, but it's, you are, you are being hired because you're a white face. Like, I'm sure you might be talented as well, but I don't think all of them are. Yeah, and I also don't think the Chinese people have the same kind of appreciation for Western music as... Yeah. Um, Westerners do, which makes mm-hmm. sense, because you don't. I've never really met Chinese people who are like, oh, like so into certain Western bands, except for the like bubblegum pop that Justin is. Justin Bieber. Yeah, like those those bands, which is which is basically the majority of how Chinese music sounds. It's just like regurgitated versions of these bubblegum pop. I mean, they still to this day listen to Backstreet Boys and like yeah. love Backstreet Boys. Yeah. 
if you go to KTV, it's Backstreet Boys are going to be on the list. Yeah. And Britney Spears. Like, yeah. 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 So that's where their maturity is in terms of this pop, pop music. And yeah. so if you have a band that comes in, even if they're really good, mm-hmm. the Chinese people might pretend like they're having a great time and enjoying the music. And maybe they are, but they're definitely not going to go home and listen to that music. Nope. At home. No. And you, there's definitely like a, a list, like a specific list of songs that you would need to play, like to please the Chinese audience. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be playing anything cool. It's all going to be pop. Well, live music stuff. in general in China is really disappointing, but that's a diff- totally different. It's a different podcast. Different podcast. Have we talked about mu- like music? Oh, well, we did. We've talked about music, but live, I can't remember if we. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's really disappointing here. Mm-hmm. Even in Shenzhen. <laughs> Not a whole lot going on in terms yeah. of live music. Here and there, it's getting better, but not in general. Not original bands. No. It's no. mostly uh, cover. Cover, cover bands. Mm-hmm. And this whole phenomenon of this like foreigner elevating the status of everything, it goes all the way even to the governmental level, like, I realized this when I went yesterday. I had to go get some documents from some government, local government offices for my insurance. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so they gave me a pamphlet, and there's cartoon people on there. Yeah. And some of them are Chinese, and some of them are white. Okay. And they're like explaining things in the pamphlet. Um, and then when I go to process the paperwork, it turns out they've never actually processed and they don't know how to process a foreign, foreigner's paperwork. Oh. And, cause this was like my neighborhood's local government uh-huh. office. And so here I am staring at a photo, like right on the front that's got a white person on it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, I see. You know, like yeah. the, the, in the pamphlet, and yet the office can't process my paperwork because I'm a foreigner. Right. So it's like, you see what, like, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yes, we're international. But we don't know. But how we don't know do how it. to handle international people. So it's, it's just a bit frustrating. Like, how, okay, someone who looks like me. Is in the pamphlet, yeah. and yet you can't handle me. Like <laughs> you can't handle this. <laughs> so yeah, it's just um, just kind of eye opening. Like okay, <laughs> oh man, a lot of this is just for show. Yeah, well, I found a quote uh, in this the article that I mentioned before, and the 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 guy says that it's just like nature of the, the spectacle. Mm. Like we're just a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, uh, we I, I guess we've accepted it to a point, but I can't deny that it's sometimes pr- can be annoying. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, just yesterday we were talking about how exhausting it is to be stared at yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, yeah. for years and years and years and years. <laughs> I yeah. want to make a t-shirt that said i'm used to oh. china when will you be used to me and say, just like write that in chinese but i probably won't but yeah the whole just like the thing is in a city like shenzhen it's like 85 percent of the people couldn't really be bothered by you like 
they've seen foreigners before. Yes. They're not that interested. So it's like a large percentage. I'd say like eight, maybe eighty percent, are really, you know, you feel normal around them. They're yeah, not, yeah, they're not, not like oh, foreign or foreigners. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. but that remaining percentage in a population this size is so huge that you just get the feeling that every person is constantly <laughs> staring just at you. They're this all the time, yeah. They're like magnets as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not very subtle either. Just gawking. Gawking, gawking. So it can definitely get on one's nerves. So it makes you feel paranoid? Yeah. I never felt insecure until I came here. <laughs> I just feel annoyed because, you know, they'll yeah. be staring at you and then you'll stare back at them yeah. to try and get them to avert their gaze, but they'll just continue to stare mm-hmm. at you. So you're just kind of like, what are you looking at? Yeah. But you can't you can't confront... If you try to confront every person who's doing this, you'll be exhausted. You'll mm-hmm. just constantly be confronting people. So it's just a part of living here. Yeah. Yeah, but as we said, like, in fact, that's how we began the podcast. It, it kind of, it can also work for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely want to, I, it's obviously a crazy, this rent a foreigner is, is a crazy part of Chinese culture, but the white face, we, you can't, we can't deny it has, has been beneficial. Oh, for sure. In many, many aspects, not just getting a free drink <laughs> right for sure yeah mm-hmm. it's just easier to access higher level people in a company when you're Definitely. a foreigner which Definitely. is yeah something that shouldn't be just taken for granted i feel like mm-hmm. so it does have its advantages but it also has its disadvantages too but that's just how it is i mean what can we do if there's nothing we can do about it yep so in conclusion, Holly, would yeah. you would you go on a job like that? Would you would you be rented? Um I don't think so, but it's not about it being in any way taboo. It's just my like being the center of attention mm. is just something that I am very, very uncomfortable with. I'm trying to think of a situation where it might be okay for me, but I don't I'm not sure like to stand up in front of a big crowd or something mm. would just be my worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I could do it. Mm. It's not about it being. You know. W- yeah. A, a strain like an oddity. I just don't think I could personally do it. Mm. What about you? I mean, I know you've done your. your I did the thing. trade show thing. I don't think I would ever do it again. It wasn't. To me, it was. I just felt like I lost, like I had sold my dignity for like a hundred bucks. So I don't think I would ever do it again. And the whole, that whole business is really shady. So, and it's not steady. So go ahead and try it if you know the people, like if you, if it's, especially if it's through a friend of a friend, it's probably more likely that it's not going to be dangerous, but don't assume that it's like, you're going to come to China and be able to create this amazing career. Oh, yeah. And it, it could be fun, I guess. Like, you might, if there's if it's some sort of event, there could be other foreigners there. You might meet, new like, new people. Mm. Um, it it depends. depends on your personality. Exactly. Um, for me, that wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Sorry, I just don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Um, but, you know, some people would probably really enjoy that. Um... That be, being 
you know, a star for a short, short time. Yeah, but those, I feel like, are the type of foreigners that I really don't like to see here in China, is those that, like... still here. There's so many of them. Well, they're, they're getting weeded out, though. The government's making it harder and harder. But there are a lot of these just straight-up scumbags who come here and then, you know, they're nobody in their home country and then they come here and they feel all important. Mm-hmm. And they they go to these events and they love it and they relish it and they, I don't know, they just like the ego boost, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they've become celebrity for a, for a little while. Yeah, and I just get really annoyed with these kind of people who aren't actually... I don't know, doing any kind of... They're just basically living off of the perception that white people are oh, yeah. of a higher status. That's it. Absolutely. That's all. That's how they're making their living, and I just find it... Personally, I, I've... Let's say I've never met anybody who's doing that kind of thing that I particularly like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just say, put it yeah, that Yeah, or you could pat on the back and say, good on you. <laughs> mm, right. And a lot of the English teachers here are the same way. Unfortunately, I mean, there are a lot of great people out there and you can meet a lot of amazing people who are doing English teaching in China, but there's definitely, it attracts a certain type of egotistical, usually male, (laughs) Mm. who are just like become these lifetime English teachers who basically, they teach English just to make enough money to drink as much beer as possible. Oh yeah. And they're just happy to just do that for years and years and years and they're not even that good at teaching, mm-hmm. and it's just really sad. Well, it's a, it can be a comfortable life for someone like that, I think. Yep, if you have no ambition. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nora, do you have um, a word of the week for yeah, us? Yeah, we please? might have had this one before, but I think there are quite a few newbies out there to the Chinese language, so I'm sure. going to go with Lao Wai again, because okay. that's just such a cool. common one, and it's mm-hmm. it's quite an easy one to recognize when you hear Chinese people saying it, because they'll start saying it all around all you. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Lao cool. Wai, so it means a foreigner. Sweet. Nice. Okay, well, uh, if you have a question for us, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail, and uh, leave us a voicemail message, or if you don't want us to hear your voice, oh, <laughs> who I know, um, you can just leave us a question or a comment on our Facebook page or any of our episode pages. And if you want to find a specific episode, you can go to uh, writtenchinese.com/podcasts, and that will give you all fifty-five of our episodes. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, or if you know the number of our a specific episode, you can just uh, search for writtenchinese.com slash episode whatever, number. Yeah, and don't forget to check out the clips of these people who are doing Rent a Foreigner and um, read some of the articles of people who have done this before. Oh, it's really interesting. Yeah, in the show notes. So that'll be at writtenchinese.com slash episode 55. Yep, yep, yep. And um, uh, my brain went then. <laughs> oh, oh! Try and look for that that uh, documentary. Um, it's by David Borenstein or Borenstein. I'm not sure how exactly you pronounce his name. Um, and it's called Dream Empire. And I, I'm gonna look out for it. Mm, sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.